Hi out there, it's me, Brianna, and you're listening to Are We Caught Up Yet? Marvel Edition. Um, today I am joined by my friend and co-host, Sam, as always. <laughs> um, you can find us on youtube.com slash Cynthia Media and podcast services. If you want to show us some extra love and get early access to all of our content, you can find us, um, sorry, p- patreon.com slash Cynthia Media for extra love <laughs> and YouTube just for regular phone stuff. Um, we just recently recorded um, all three of the No Limits crew top 25 games of all time. Um, the one that we recorded for my top 25 probably airs around the same time that this goes live. So look out for that on Patreon. And um, Sam and Taylor should already be up on Patreon. So definitely go check that out. Um, one of the lists was fantastic. The other two were terrible. I'll let you guess which was which. <laughs> one of the lists had a lot of Total War on there. <laughs> Many names. Oh, have you know there was one total war game on there? Oh, they were the same kind of thing. No, no, no. Oh, I will not take slander against Spartan Total Warrior. It is a completely different kind of game that looks the same. No, it does not. <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay, well, before we get started on Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, how are you and what have you been watching? Am I, uh, I was waiting for my, for my cue. You know, like, like, it's almost like a ventriloquist act at this point. Yeah. I could just mouth the words and you'd know what I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, why don't you pretend that you're not busy? Like, let's just cosplay as like a not busy person okay okay, okay 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 what are you not <laughs> so i've had so much free time that i've done nothing with it except work and um you're terrible at this <laughs> alongside all of that free time where i'm working um i have intentionally and um purposefully not watched anything yeah i was kind of more looking for you to just like lie about what you're doing but that works too (laughs) yeah i was hoping for like a oh i've platinum so many games and i've been watching so many shows (laughs) yeah i mean what technically you like how am i doing that doesn't really rope the the gaming stuff side into it which is that you know that doesn't matter well i did say how are you and what have you been watching which normally when we talk about what have you been playing and no limits we also talk about what we've been watching so i I suppose i mean i don't i don't necessarily you know i don't like to cross the wires too much um as they say Um, you're also never watching anything um i mean that too that is that is a fair (laughs) point um (laughs) Hence why I don't speak about what I've been watching. Um, yeah, you know, there's uh, there's stuff I, I will be watching mm-hmm. soon-ish. Are you like, actually going to watch shows this next week? 
well, there's the the second season of What If is coming out from Marvel, so I'll be, you know, nice little animated series. I'll be watching that. Um, Percy Jackson's coming out in two days. Yeah. Don't yeah. slander Percy Jackson. If you're not going to watch it, that's fine. But don't slander it. Hey, I love those books. I have every single one of them. And I... Including the new ones that have been coming out? I thought the films were okay. There, I said it. But, uh... Wow, we have a film apologist over here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just not... I'm not... Apart from where they danced to Lady Gaga whilst they were at Las Vegas, that was a bit weird. Actually, no, that was just... Uh, um, why? This is how fried my brain is. I was going to say... I was about to say it almost escaped my lips. I was about to say Mr. Tumnus. And I was like, why am I saying Mr. Tumnus? It's Grover. But it's because they're both fawns, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. That's uh, but I was about to say Mr. Thomas, but that's Narnia. Would you believe that I haven't finished this book series either? <laughs> I think I read three or four of them out of like the five of the main. Yeah, I'm not surprised. But um, no, I, here's the thing: I probably will check out that series if I hear good things. You know, if I don't hear good things, I will yeah. probably uh, not. Because I, I love the the IP, I guess, or the franchise, or whatever whatever you would call it. Mm-hmm. The source material, let's put it that way. Um, but I don't love it enough to slog through anything that has its name attached to it. So, time will tell, maybe. That if if it if it gets good reviews, that probably will be something I watch in my time off. I think they're only releasing two episodes at first, so you won't have much to watch. No, but if if those two episodes get good reviews, then I'll probably be along for the can't ride even commit we'll, to the two episodes. <laughs> I'll watch those two, and then yeah. uh, if if I agree that it's good, I can then carry on as the episodes release. What is it weekly or something? I guess. Probably. I don't yeah. actually know. One a year. Maybe. That, that's, Probably. that's a bold strategy. Yeah. <laughs> it would kind of, like, if it was, like, really, really good TV, that might be, like, a interesting tactic. But... Yeah, just a super long episode of TV, which is basically just a film at that point. Yeah. But why would yeah. you release a film when you could release a TV show? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Subscription services. That's... We are in our fantasy era in TV. Or at least we're starting to be, and I'm enjoying it. We get like we've got Wheel of Time, we've got Percy Jackson, Avatar, The Last Airbender. Not saying that it's gonna be good or bad, but Netflix is doing something. Um, we have an Aragon TV series coming out, which I love Aragon. Mm. So I'm hopeful. We also have God of War TV show coming out, Horizon TV show coming out, which is a little bit yeah. more sci-fi, but still kind of fantasy elements. I mean, not 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 really. Yeah. 
<laughs> They've got both. Got a walk. <laughs> but her eyes are not, not, not really. No, they have bows. I'm going to count it. That, that, that is not a prerequisite for something being fantasy, I'm afraid. <laughs> when, <laughs> but I've said that it's fantasy, so now it is. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> um, sorry, my water bottle is driving me crazy. It was blocking my new Lord of the Rings books that took a year to get here that are beautiful. Mm. Very expensive, too. I'm, I can imagine. I can't remember how much they were, even. I know it was over 200. That's all I got. Jesus. That's all I got. So, um, anyways, you guys, um, have I been watching anything? Hypocrite. I watch. I've been watching um, anime, but Sam, like literally, you can see the light leave his eyes every time I talk about anime. <laughs> um, so I won't. Um, nothing. You can talk about it. No, I know, but I don't really have anything new either. Um, no. I've okay. just been watching. Like, like there's nothing that's like so exciting that like I would let the light leave your eyes over just like a couple episodes of anime. I will say. I've been contemplating rewatching um, A Lull in the Sea. See? Um, or the Japanese name is Nagi no Osukara. Um, I've watched it twice all the way through already. And um, it's definitely in my list of like favorite anime of all time. Um, so I've been thinking about watching that again because I kind of want to watch a romance. And that one is. It has an incredible soundtrack, incredible art, all of that. And the story mm. is so good. So I'm like, maybe I'll rewatch it again. But I haven't committed just yet. So. Okay. Could I watch a bunch of, like, all of the new stuff that I haven't seen yet? Yeah. But what else is there besides free run? You know? Nothing. I changed, just nothing. I changed both my TV or my both my uh, monitor backgrounds to free run and my phone. It's also free run. Fully committed. I, it's so good, Sam. You don't understand. <laughs> it's so good. You should just watch. I'll give you my Crunchyroll login, and you can just watch like the first like one or two episodes, and you'll be like, "Oh my god, you're so right, Brianna." Yeah, you know, maybe, maybe. You won't commit to literally anything, so. Or, or the other thing is, okay, one doesn't commit to anything because <laughs> he's busy. <laughs> two, two, he doesn't take any of my recommendations. So that was a double whammy right there. That was my bad, you guys. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. Um, now that I'm going to, okay, so. Two Idiot Girls, for those who know the podcast, love that podcast. Love Drew Afalalo. Um, love that podcast. Anyways, they all when they talk on their podcast and they're like talking at the beginning, they call it their zoomies. So I like that. So now that we're done with our zoomies, <laughs> mm. it really does feel like zoomies for me because sometimes I just have to go off on rants. Like yesterday we talked about the book talk drama and book Twitter drama. Yeah. Which can you imagine ruining your career <laughs> when you like were already set to sell a bunch of coffees? <laughs> it's like so cringy, like it physically makes me like, you yeah, know, not great. Yeah, um, okay, let's talk about Ant Man and the Wasp. Did this pass the Bechdel test? 
I don't think so. <laughs> Just want to open with that. By the way, did you know that Infinity War barely passes the Bechdel test? <laughs> like, it's like literally I Googled it and it was like, it barely passes the test. <laughs> Good on it. And I was like, well, I guess it passed. Good on it. I got like a C. <laughs> it's a pass. Yeah. Um, I have nothing to say about the soundtrack for this movie. Okay. Like, I can't even think of like a single like song or sound that was in this. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything to say about the soundtrack? No, not really. Okay. Not really. Well, that gives two main categories out of the way already. Yeah. And now we can give our general thoughts. <laughs> I will say, well, I will say, in terms of music, the one thing that I do like is like the main Ant-Man theme is used in some funny ways in the film. I didn't even notice it, to be honest, in case that wasn't obvious. We can talk about it when we get there. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll raise it to make sure. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Um, what are your general thoughts for this movie? Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> you won't even go first on this movie? Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> Why? Uh, uh -uh -uh. As soon as we get to new stuff, you're going first every time. Sure. Okay. Good deal. <laughs> um, okay. General thoughts. This movie was like solidly good. Like, um, it didn't have as much of like there were there were moments that kind of like peeked through, but it didn't have like the the heart and soul that the first one had. Um, we only got one of those story times, and it was a good story time with the true serum, but it, it just, it wasn't the same. Um, I don't know. Like there was, I was just missing a lot of those like comedy beats, not to say that there weren't funny moments. Cause there were definitely very funny moments. Um, and there was a lot of really fun things like him pretending to be the wife. Like, obviously I know like in the movie world, he was really being the wife, but in like the mm. real world, like him acting like the lady is, it was really funny to me. Um, or like how the stepdad keeps like hugging everybody like, and then he's like, I need another hug, stuff like that. Like that does kind of give it like the Ant-Man charm that kind mm -hmm. of came through in the first film. But I feel like those moments were few and far between and there were just like a lot of it just was like a lot of mediocre moments for me. So. Yeah. The best way I could put this is this is like a good six out of ten. How do you feel about this film? <laughs> it's my favorite one of the no. Um yeah, I think that's a pretty apt description, to be honest. Like a six out of ten. I think it's weird because in this film if you look at it like scene by scene, there are a lot of quite unique 
interesting or entertaining things it does mm -hmm. but as an overall package it just feels like to me at least probably one of the most forgettable films of the bunch yeah. um which is weird because it, it, they use his powers and, and wasps powers in very interesting ways there's some cool set pieces um you know another well actually quite a lot of ant death you know all those seagulls i know that. that was really messed up i was pretty upset about that one antonio banderas just oh, rest in peace um there's like again i think like what you say there's there's, a, there's good moments in here but it's outweighed by an overwhelming sea of like either mediocrity or milk toastness or both and it just never really cohesively goes together um i think the film gets worse the more it goes on um i actually think there there is an interesting idea presented at the beginning of this film you know where he's under house arrest after civil war and he's you know trying to look after cassie and stuff and you get like, the balancing of his life and you know him not being able to be ant-man anymore so he sort of has to rack with the idea of you know what does he do who is he kind of thing but that very quickly gets put aside and there's no real like it sounds funny to say it because of the nature of the villain but there's no real like tangible threat at all ever um like i love hannah john carmen as an actor but ghost just is such a nothing character um which is so sad because the concept of the character is really yeah, interesting it's like dope this like little girl who got caught in a scientific experiment gone wrong and she she's able to like phase shift and go invisible and then got hired as like a secret agent assassin type thing like that's that's cool and i think her, her actual like outfit the costume is cool as well but i think the th talking about the past couple of films whether it's black panther with killmonger or infinity war with thanos it, it's not doing Ghost any favors that her motivation is so weak and relatively undefined. Like, yes, it's she just wants to survive and not fade away, which is an interesting baseline. But when the crux of that motive is centered around a character that we haven't even met, we don't even know, which is Janet, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, he she has to siphon the powers that Janet has accrued just by being in the quantum realm. She sucks them out and gets them in her, and then that will keep her whole. But, like, the emotional connection that we have to Janet, if there is one at all, is incredibly vapid and, and hollow. It's like, okay, yeah, it, so it's it's Hope's mom. Well, 
and the other they thing, like, cry about her a couple of times. The other thing is, is that I never found it believable that that would actually work. Because they don't know, right? So I'm like, so you're going to murder this lady's mom for no reason? Like, because yeah. you don't actually know. Yeah. And, like, on top of that, you then have, well, if you know that she has these abilities, why wouldn't you wait for her to come out and help you with them? Mm-hmm. You know? And even if, even if, even if she didn't know that Janet had these abilities or whatever, surely her knowledge of being in the quantum realm and you knowing that the stuff that you need is in the quantum realm, she is a much more valuable asset to you alive than dead. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of plot holes that you can kind of poke in it that way, um, and like I know that there's it's kind of like a B plot line of having. You know the FBI officer who is funny and entertaining. You know I like that comedian, um, mm-hmm. but it feels so detached from everything else that's going on that it it I kind of feel like I'm getting whiplash when I'm watching this film. It's like oh, okay, no, we're back to this thing, and he's trying to do the card tricks and stuff. It's like it's just it, yeah, it just doesn't quite work. It's still f- fine there's a lot of bits in this film that do make me laugh or that I think are compelling, but it Mm -hmm. never comes together. Yeah. I think honestly, for, for me, the most important or the most not important, the most interesting pieces of this film are actually just like the through line implications rather than the actual film itself, Mm. you know? Yeah. So it's fine. We'll get through this discussion and then I'll we'll, we can talk about like the through line stuff after. Um also I do I don't like to be very clear. Never been interested in Hot Wheels or cars or anything like that, but I do kind of want like that car wheel thing because <laughs> or like that house thing because can you imagine just like being able to set up your house wherever? That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that stuff. That's smart good use um okay what do we want to talk about here okay um i'm trying to think i feel like there wasn't a ton of themes in this um i think that they kind of touched lightly on themes occasionally um maybe we can go I'm trying to decide like how I want to like tackle this if we should just go like by the story let's do that because I usually do like by character but like I feel like none of the characters are especially compelling to like drive a discussion Mm -hmm. um so we'll just like kind of go by this plot here I'm just gonna go off of the wikipedia um so um, so Scott Lang's placed under house arrest due to his involvement with the Avengers, which, okay, I have to be kind of honest, I was a little bothered by that, particularly, like, I understand that, like, the law doesn't necessarily care about intention, but, like, he literally didn't know, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it feels like he was just kind of thrown into this conflict because they were like, hey, do you mind helping? And he's like, yeah, no problem. Like, like, what are you going to do? Tell Captain America no? Like, do you know what I mean? Sure. But again, like you say, the law doesn't really matter. It's 
guilty yeah. by association. Yeah, just it just it. Although I liked the story beat for the film, like I just it felt silly to me. Hmm. Um. Okay. So he. So basically, the issue is, is that he violated the Sokovia Accords. Um. And then Hank Pym. That name. I don't know what that that name just kind of. It does something weird to me. I. I it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Damn. I don't know why. Um, and then we have Hope Van Dyne, which is Hank Pym's daughter. So they briefly managed to open a tunnel to the quantum realm, and they believe that Janet Van Dyne might be uh, trapped there after shrinking to subatomic levels in 1987. Um, when previously visiting the quantum realm, Ling had unknowingly become quantumly entangled with Janet, and now he receives an, uh, an apparent message from her in his dreams. So we have that whole like beginning section where he's like in the house, they like do that little like heist with him and his daughter. Um, like they come to pick up the daughter from his house after like he, his foot ends up through the fence, which was, that it really is how cops are. They like will take any in it, like any reason to be dramatic like that, but it's still annoying. Mm -hmm. Um, and we get like funny, like hug moment. Um, we get some really cute moments between like, like father, daughter. I think those are probably the best moments of the film for me. Yeah. I would say so as well. And I think that that is, like really what the core of the Atman films should be about because that's when they're at their best. Mm -hmm. And as much as like that sounds uh, hypocritical because this film is a lot about family, but I just don't think they tackled it from quite the right angle that it came across to the audience in the the same kind of i think you said that it's not quite as like wholesome or something as the first film yeah. i didn't use that word but that is a good word for it like it's just it just doesn't yeah it's not as funny it's not as like like you don't have those like core moments i don't know like those beats that like worked for the first film like i think it would have been cheesy to do it again but like they worked so like why didn't we yeah and again, there are some things that work, but I think that it's the things that are reminiscent of the first film. <laughs> mm -hmm. like, I'm still really upset that I didn't get any of those like rants besides the one. That's my favorite part of the films. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Missed opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. Let's see. Do you have anything else to say about that? Like being there's really I don't have much to say about this film, to be completely honest. So I'm just doing That's my best the, here. The biggest indictment of the film, you know. As I say, it's it's ultimately very forgettable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say on that opening section either. Okay. Um, so then um with only a couple days left, Lang contacts Pim about Janet and is like Hey, I had a dream about your wife. <laughs> and then they kidnap him. And then they leave his ankle monitor on an ant. Mm -hmm. 
which the daughter, not a narc. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they believe that the message from Janet confirms that she's alive. So they're working on building a quantum tunnel um, so that they can take a vehicle into the quantum realm and retrieve her. Uh, they need to buy a piece for the tunnel from Sonny Birch. Who's just a dude who is who, like never... who is who is this person? Who is he? Nobody. Like, same as Hannah John Carmen. I love Orton Goggins. He is an excellent actor. Never like... heard this name. I can't believe his last name is Goggins. Yeah. Who is this person? I'm like... convinced I've never seen any movies he's been in. Sorry, this is like now. It's he's been on a lot. Um but yeah, like I don't know. Because you know, they set him up to be like this black market type person and that uh -huh. he has a client that wants the, the tech, right? Mm -hmm. So typically how this would work is if it's not overtly revealed that he's actually working for the main villain of the film that he's in, which is how this would normally go you would in a marvel film you would then have one of like the post credit stings being you know him on the phone saying oh sir or madam they they got away and then you see who the boss is yeah but we just don't get that so just very strange choice it, i it's, like, yeah a character fulfilling a role more than I've ever seen, you know, role first, character second, which is bizarre. Yeah. Um, he was also never dangerous. He was just annoying. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't mind that as much, but I think that becomes more of a problem when Again, you don't get the context of who he's working for. Like, if he was well, a competent threat on his own, that wouldn't be as much of an issue. Well, so, I mean, the thing is, is he's incompetent and you don't see who he's working for. But it's not just that he's like, like... Even if he is incompetent, like, building some sort of tension... Like is kind of like they they needed something that was like building tension alongside Ghost, right? Because Ghost wasn't enough of a threat on her own, mm -hmm. and so they needed like a secondary character or vice versa. Like either way, they're like either character villain in this movie isn't like enough of a threat on their own. So since we need like another character, like we actually need to have like some sort of tension building, like. And there yeah. never is any, except for at the very end when she finally gets in the building and nobody's around. Then you're like, oh, look, tension. Yeah. What a waste of a good actor. I'm going to be honest. I looked through. The only thing I've seen is the 2018 Tomb Raider film. He, he was in that. And I don't remember him in that, but it was a good film, surprisingly. Hmm. It wasn't terrible, which is a lot 
sure. to say for video game stuff <laughs> pre that, that is fair. Last that of is Us. Fair. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, we see Hope as the Wasp fighting off Birch. Um. Then Ghost shows up, and they fight, and. They go to find Bill Foster, which I like this actor. I can't yeah. remember what I've seen him in, but I do like him. He's been in an awful lot, I can assure you. Yeah, I know. I've seen him. For sure, I've seen him in stuff, but like, I just can't. I can't remember off the top of my head like what I've seen him in. Yeah. It's probably like a CSI or something. But anyways. um, Okay. So... Like, it was, okay, I feel like it was pretty obvious that he was a bad guy, right? Like, am I, like, and he's not truly, like, a quote-unquote bad guy, but it was, like, clear to me that he had, like, other motivations immediately. Maybe I'm just, like, distrusting. <laughs> I was, like, mm, that was a little too easy. <laughs> um, um, I suppose, like, I can understand. I never, I, I never quite got that read. Um, I, yeah, I guess I only ever viewed it as the via the context that they provided that he was like a former partner to Hank and they got bitter towards each other. So you can kind of extrapolate from that that it would make sense that he would have ulterior motives or whatever. But, um, yeah, I think they they try to shine him in, uh, he is just a helpful guy, like. And I mean, at the end of the day, he is kind of just a helpful guy. Yeah. Because even when he was being, like, the evil guy, he, like, wasn't really that, like, evil. Yeah. Which is fine. Which is fine. Like, I'm not upset about that, to be clear. Mm hmm But, yeah. Um. Okay. So, then we have, like, a whole thing where everybody's trying to get the building... Nobody can get the building. Um, they finally get the building. <laughs> they finally get the building. But then there's a true serum moment, which, again, was probably one of the best moments of the film. They should have had more. If there's not more in the next Ant-Man film, I'm going to be very upset. Um, and then the FBI goes to get them and then he goes back to the house and then the FBI is like oh I'm so glad you're here um and then then we have another moment where it's like who's gonna get the building that's a really long time it's like it's 10 minutes. About the building <laughs> it's like 10 to 15 minutes of this every time um and then, yep, so they eventually, they figure it out. They send him to go to the quantum realm. They get they get the girl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a whole lot of stuff that goes on in between it. But honestly, like, not being in the movie, it doesn't feel very important. <laughs> and, yeah. Um... Trying to think if there's anything especially important that I wanted to talk about. The most important moments for me aren't even the important moments. It's just the funny moments. Like when he's like, wait, 
did you want to hang out? <laughs> like, that was so awkward. I loved it. And then, like, that whole thing where he was, like, pretending to be, like, Janet. Like, obviously, again, he's not pretending to be Janet. He is Janet. But, like, the actor just, he did really good. Yeah. <laughs> and I, like, I really, I really did love that. And, like, the really awkward moments where he's, like, like holding their face and, like, leaning and, like, the holding hands. And he's, like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> like, that was really good acting, I think, and really funny. Um, hmm. <sighs> like, there's just so many, like, moments that could have been so funny that just, like, just fell so flat. Like, like him going to the school and being, like, a kid size. Like, I feel like that could have been so much funnier. It was funny. It was, but it's not, it wasn't, like, that funny. And that that was the point um, that I was talking about in terms of good use of the music because they sort of play the Ant-Man theme, but it's sort of like, I don't even know, a high-pitched version, you know, mm. like a, squeak, a squeaky little kitty version of the main Ant-Man theme, which is, that's like clever um, and funny. But yeah, I also feel like, they probably could have made that bit longer. Like I, I felt like there was more juice that you could squeeze out of an idea like that. Yeah. You know, like he, he gets the thing from her backpack and he's just about to leave, but then the class starts and he has to sit down, you know? Yeah. And be one of the kids. And then you just get a couple of like child actors just giving him weird looks, you know, that would be funny. Mm -hmm. That would be funny. But, Alas, I did like this... when he when he leaves the school and he's like, you know, somebody didn't have their juice box or something. That was good. Mm -hmm. Um, and then he he's like, "Wait, did you have one?" <laughs> and I felt the same way. I was like, "Oh my god, wait, apple juice." Mm -hmm. I love apple juice. It should be illegal. It's so good. I can't buy it, or else the whole thing's gone. I did have little kid dinner the other the other day. Fancy little kid dinner. We did chicken wings and macaroni and cheese and um, like the Martinelli's apple sparkling apple cider thing. I have no idea what that last bit means, but good. It's yeah, like it's okay from time to time. To so do that sort of stuff. yeah, exactly. Have you ever okay? Stick with me. Oh dear. <laughs> Okay, you know, like the box macaroni and cheese, right? Have you ever <laughs> tangentially? Yes, you I know all of them. You never had like Kraft mac and cheese? No. Oh my god, it's that's so not really good. a thing here. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to send you some. <laughs> it's so good. It, no, it's okay. I'm, I'm good, thank you. <laughs> oh, I also have to send you ranch. I always forget that you guys don't have ranch. Which no, is you, really, you really don't. You really don't. Why are you so upset about this? I'm not upset. <laughs> um, okay. So craft mac and cheese. Then you <laughs> instead of putting cheese in between the two bread slices, you put the mac and cheese in between the two bread slices and you make Wait, where did the where did the bread come from? Grilled mac and cheese. <laughs> Instead of a grilled cheese, 
you curled back into you. <laughs> you ever done that? Yep. You've done that before? Oh my god. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. We'll do it all the time. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. I'm glad you know what I, I mean. Americans, you know. <laughs> I don't think that's an American thing. I think just a me thing. <laughs> Guilty by association, you know. That's yeah. That's just that's fair. What it has to be. That's fair. I should also send pickled bologna. <laughs> just, just. <laughs> you got nowhere to stop. <laughs> you must feel safe knowing that I don't know your address and I can't actually. <laughs> You do not know how grateful I am. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. One day. I'll just bring it with me if I ever go to the UK. Make a list. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> okay. I don't really have anything else. I do. I just want to. I do want to have a discussion about like the through line implications, but on the actual film as a whole by itself, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? I mean, worth setting, just painting the image of where the film ends that mm -hmm. Janet is back safe out of the quantum realm. Mm -hmm. She stabilizes ghost. Mm -hmm. And then Uh, Scott is his house rest is over. He's he's free, free, free man, free little yep. man. Because he followed the rules very well. He did. He never left his house once. I mean, oh, that's where I know Randall Park. Sorry. <laughs> to be fair, he did follow the rules for like two years and just like shorted it by a couple days. So like he did yeah. follow the rules. Like he besides he the did. last couple days. Yeah. Um, for anybody that was wondering, I know him from being Asian Jim Halford in the office. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> it was driving me crazy. I was like, where is he from? That's what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know Lawrence Fishburne from CSI, mostly. Although he, he was in the Matrix. It, he, he was. Morpheus. And I've only seen the first Matrix and I didn't like it. So. It's okay to be wrong. <laughs> you are wrong. It's fine. <laughs> Touche. Uh, listen. Okay. After all of that hype. Everybody being like, the Matrix is so good, Brianna. You don't understand. And then, like, finally watched it, like, 16 or something like that. 
And I was like, that's, that's what all this hype was about. And also, can we talk about how everybody talks about the one move where he, like, wheels his arms back and he, like, leans way far back? Everybody's so excited about that. Nobody talks about the throat punch. That's what I talk about every time is the... Uh, uh. Mm, yeah, no, that, that's a good one as well. <laughs> I was literally cry laughing when I saw that because I, I, like, couldn't handle myself. I, like, it was the funniest thing in the world because, like, why not just throat punch somebody? Like, why are you chopping? <laughs> questions that need answers that's so stupid oh if i ever need to punch somebody in the throat that's what i'm gonna do so watch out be like i just pulled a move from the matrix <laughs> i'm not sure you need to contextualize that uh, in a real world environment but i would that'd just be rubbing salt in a wound I probably would. I would probably yell something like, that's from the Matrix or something like that. <laughs> I apologize. Clearly, I'm not that interested in this film. I keep getting distracted. Um, <laughs> okay, so through line stuff. Okay, so I want a couple things I want to like kind of point out before I let you kind of take over and do your thing. Um from my observations, not that I'm right or wrong, just like talking out loud. Um, so one Stanley moment, um, his car gets shrunk. He was about to get in just to point that out. Um, I was like, for the longest time, I was like, did I miss him? But it's because he's like so close to the end of the film and he's usually towards the beginning. So I was worried that I'd missed the moment. Good, good one liner there from him. What I didn't get it to be honest. Um, I can't, it's not verbatim, but it's something along the lines of that's what I get for going so hard in the 60s or something, you know, because yeah. his cool. car got shrunk. So he's like, the the ramifications of constantly taking drugs. Oh, okay, yeah. Do you think he was? I can tell it let, he left a lasting impression on you. <laughs> clearly. Uh, clearly. Okay. So one of the things I wanted to talk about was ghosts' powers and the way that those manifest um, in the way that, um, I guess, like, the animation manifests. I don't know if I'm reading into this too much, but obviously her powers are, like, quantum powers in some form or another. And her powers the way that it kind of looks is that you sometimes it's you're seeing where she's going ahead of time and sometimes you're just seeing different movements almost as if it's like like the alternate like universes of like the different paths that she could take perhaps yeah i mean it's it's interesting because they they say in the film that it's molecular disequilibrium or something mm -hmm. so like all of her molecules are unstable but if you take that literally it still doesn't quite explain why you're seeing like echoes of her doing different mm -hmm. things in slightly different directions or whatever so i would imagine so that because it's like the quantum realm 
you know, quantum probability and all of that stuff. I think that is the most likely answer. I think it's kind of like left purposely ambiguous as to, to keep an air of mystery around exactly what the quantum realm is and what it can do, you know, like what, what can Janet actually do? Like she, she nothing really was there and gave Ava some of her energy, but like, honestly, it's vibes, good vibes. That might be what it is. Yeah. This is what all of those girlies that are into like the oils and stuff. This is what they're going for. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I the reason why that kind of stood out to me is because from what I suspect is that in order to resolve the issues with um what is going on in the overall world at large, um, we will need some sort of like alternate timeline. However, we know the time stone is with Thanos. So if he has the time stone, then we know that like like we don't have the power to manipulate time in that way, which is the way that we're familiar with. So we need something else to manipulate time and or space and or something. And so it feels like maybe that the quantum stuff is maybe the answer. Mm, I see. Or at least not the whole answer, but a part of the answer. Yeah, like you get the sense that the quantum realm is important in some sense. Yes. The other thing that kind of makes it feel important ish um, is that the end of the film, like the mid credit scene, I think it is, um, we see Scott uh, end up stuck in the quantum realm. Mm hmm. But what's interesting is his, he's made it out by himself before. And I know it was partially because like his daughter was there and it was like kind of like an emergency situation and like extenuating circumstances. So he may not be able to make it out by himself, but I'm also curious if maybe he can just make it out by himself again. I don't actually know. Um, And then of course we see like, which I'm glad that they touched on. I was waiting for that moment where I was like, okay, how does this line up in the timeline with, like all of the um, Infinity War stuff. Yeah. And apparently Ant-Man was just doing heists and stuff while the world was ending. Mm-hmm. And had no idea. Yeah. I'm so, like, I'm kind of disappointed that they didn't do any kind of news coverage. Like, it would have been so easy to, like, play, like, a news story on, like, a radio or a news story, like, cut to the family and on the TV there's like news about what's going on like yeah I mean uh, I guess there's there is probably like if we give the film the benefit of the doubt there probably is a presumed like time jump from the end of the film to that post credit scene where it is like fully concurrent with Infinity War Mm, yeah but I, I, I agree that even if that mid credit started with them saying how a ship had been floating above New York and then disappeared, you know, um, and that like Iron Man and um, a number of other people have, have gone missing, mm-hmm. you know, because they, they don't know where they went. That could have been 
nice. I still think like the that scene accomplished what it needed to, like you yeah, said, like I would agree. Establishing timeline and showing that the stakes, at least within the like, Ant Man sphere of everything, has sort yeah. of been raised. But yeah, no, I, I'm with you. Do you think like if it's because the snap worked right across the entire universe mm -hmm. so i would assume that includes the quantum realm or is it supposed to be implied that because he's in the quantum realm the snap didn't work on him or it wouldn't have worked anyways if he was in the real world that it has no ramifications whatsoever i i don't think it would have made a difference um okay. i mean there's not really technically any clarification to suggest that um, the snap is exclusive to a given plane or realm of existence as opposed to all of them. Because then you get like, what about the multiverse, you know? Um, how, how does it echo through all of the different multiverses and wipe half of the people out? I don't know. We don't really ever get an answer on that, but I, I don't. I I've always assumed that him being in the quantum realm has nothing to do with him surviving. It's just that okay. he happened to be Fair enough. part of the 50% that lived. Which is obviously unfortunate because now he's stuck. Mm -hmm. For now. Mm -hmm. Or maybe forever. And is he a, is he a, a princess that's going to save himself or is he a princess that needs to be saved? Maybe it's Anthony 3.0, you know. Rest in peace to Anthony. Maybe one will finally make it through the whole film and save him in the nick of time. <sighs> that would be nice. Stop killing yeah. the ants. Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay. I think those are like the main pieces that I kind of wanted to touch on through the through for the through line pieces mm. that I picked up. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that I missed? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. I think it's, it's weird that... Uh, Like I think this film would have been much better, even just as it is, if it came out basically right after Civil War. But the fact that it is coming immediately off of the heels of Infinity War. Yeah, there should have only if, been like one in between. Or even none. Because I feel like Infinity War puts the pedal to the metal so hard and it ramps things up. And it's like raising tension and stakes and everything. And you get, you know, the cliffhanger ending of Infinity War. And I feel like it just takes an immediate nosedive in terms of the level of stakes, the mm. scope of the story. So you're story saying Captain Marvel is terrible as well? I'm only talking specifically about this film. <laughs> that it immediately uh -huh. follows Infinity War. Um, I think it, it's just 
a weird choice because outside of that post credit scene, this film could have happened at any point. Mm-hmm. And that post credit scene could have easily happened as a post credit to um, Infinity War or yeah. like even just part of that like piece where it was moving from people to like group to group to show what yeah. happens. Like, could have so been anywhere. It's, it's it's odd to me that they. And obviously there's so much like behind the scenes stuff that we would never know as to why this film either had to come out or ended up coming out at the time that it did. But it's weird that for a film that at least begins so intrinsically linked to Civil War and actually stays it, it's more of a sequel to Civil War than it is Infinity War, Mm -hmm. which is why I think it feels so out of place because it's coming out essentially as a sequel to infinity war and the only relevant thing to infinity war is the post credit so i i still don't think if this film came out immediately after civil war it would have been great by any means but i think sentiment on it would be a bit more a bit less harsh yeah i mean Marvel feels like they're kind of hitting their stride with like the films that we've seen, like the past couple films, and then this just mm-hmm. kind of like takes like a nosedive. Yeah, like you said, so awkward. Yeah, and like not that to get into it too much, but I think there is a sentiment, particularly as of late, where some areas of the fandom are suggesting that like does everybody really need a trilogy of films you know yeah like does ant-man need a trilogy really Mm -hmm. um and i'm not saying like i necessarily align with that but i think that having films like this that are linked to to be fair a less popular character and not only is it linked to a less popular character it also doesn't deliver mm-hmm. and it's coming off of the heels of the biggest film thus far mm-hmm. both in terms of like scope but also fan reception yep it it was destined to fail i think which is unfortunate because everybody in the film is is trying the best with what they have like i don't think there's a weak performance in here it's it's like more ant-man diluted Ant-Man, which yeah. is, again, as milk toast as you can get. And I think that the cardinal sin for these films is to be forgettable. Mm-hmm. Because it's not, it, there's, at no point are they, well, outside of a couple of examples, they aren't doing like crazy sophisticated storytelling. Yeah. Um, I think or, give me like two weeks and I'll have forgotten everything in this film. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. And it's not how you want it to be for anything. Um, so it, this film certainly didn't do Ant Man as an IP any any favors, which is again unfortunate because I actually think that Ant Man conceptually is arguably one of the most interesting and has the most potential. Mm. It's just that they, for some reason or another, can't manage or don't seem interested in fully going with the strengths of Atman, which is the family-oriented stuff, and doing lots of stuff with 
changing size. Mm-hmm. Like for a film that is called Ant Man, there is surprisingly little interesting stuff being done with the shrinking and or growing mm-hmm. outside of set PC moments, which isn't how it should be, I don't think. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, question for you. Mm-hmm. The, do you think that Ant-Man could beat Godzilla? Yes. You think? Yes. And do you want to know why? Why? It's the same reason that people say that Ant-Man technically should be able to solo Thanos. Right? Mm-hmm. You, I'd be surprised if you hadn't like tangentially heard of this because it's been like a big meme for quite a few years. But does does the the uh, but hypo but hypo Jesus Christ hypothesis the hypothesis mean anything to you? No, but I can kind of extrapolate. <laughs> yeah, so people are like, well. Surely Ant-Man can just shrink down and like maneuver his way inside a villain. Yeah. And then just grow. Yeah, I don't bit. think you need to go up the butt. You could just go up like somebody's nose or something. But you know. sure, but like or in their ear. That's a little bit more dangerous. Because like <laughs> you have to if you're if you're going through the mouth, you have to get past like the teeth and stuff. You you have a higher risk of being detected. I would. What say, about the ear could... then? No, because then people might like scratch, and you could just get squashed or something, you know. Whereas if you're coming up from behind, like as they're walking or something, and he's running along the floor, tiny, and then crawls up the back of the leg, and then slips down and in, there's far less that you are capable of doing to prevent that from happening. Yeah, but far far more gross for the person climbing. <laughs> sure, but hey, if 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 we're talking life or death, saving a city or the world or something. So you're saying that in order to beat Godzilla, Ant Man would just climb up his butt. Yeah, and you, then you have multiple options. You can either stay small and like attack his internal organs, or obviously Godzilla, you would have to be quite big for the second option but you could just expand yourself you know go well giant. that's kind of what i was looking for is if he was because he's like he gets so tired so quickly it feels like he couldn't really wrestle with godzilla that long okay but, but put it this way i would pay to watch a film where Ant-Man does that goes giant but doesn't manage to explode out so ends up just wearing godzilla like a suit mm. and then you I'm... just see paul rudd's face sticking out of godzilla's mouth That'd be funny. I'd pay to see that. <laughs> okay, so there's this service where you can pay for people to animate stuff for you. <laughs> Don't tempt me. Do it. We'll use it as our ending song. The little little jingle. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll do it. All right, thanks for answering my question. It was very right. important. That's all right. Um, okay, ranking. 
Yeah. Uh, any guesses ish where this lands? We're now at 20 films. This is the 20th. It is. I would, well, I, I I haven't got your list in front of me, but I would say you don't know. It's gonna be. I would be surprised if it's above like thirteen. Mm, okay. Um. So I put it at eighteen. Okay. Out of twenty, so it's just above Thor: Dark World. Want to say it is night and day different, way better than Dark World. Yes. But something has to be above Dark World. <laughs> Uh-huh. And what's what's above it? Um, Captain America, the first Avenger. Okay. Okay. Interestingly, I'd already assigned it in my list. Um I've put it at seventeen. Okay, so, so Iron Man above Iron Man two? Seventeen for me is just above Iron Man two and just below captain america first avenger all right iron man 2 is definitely the better film but what what can you do hey if there was if if there was more sam rockwell in iron man 2 i'd agree but there isn't where is my bird i want my bird i've got whips i'm just another version of the big metal man from the first film Uh, on that note, thanks for hanging out with us today. <laughs> Special shout out to our current patrons. Uh, we have Alpaca Tom, Fabulous Brianna, Brianna's mom, Brianna's brother, Brianna's wife, Nikolai at night, Cypher Primus, Brenda Myers, Marcus O'Neill, Lillian, Mimi J, um, David Hotright, Dave Harp, the Xbox Expansion Pass, and Lee Navarro. Where can people find you? Anywhere and everywhere. At Samahini, H-E-A-N-E-Y. You can also find him on our YouTube channel reviewing Kraft Mac and Cheese. No. No. <laughs> and Ranch. You are setting yourself up for disappointment as you ever expect that content. <laughs> I will not do it. Why? I will not do it. You're really adamant about this, and I don't understand, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> you can find me at Fabulous Brianna, F A B U L I S T B R E A N N A. You can find us at Save the Game Media or Save Game Media on Twitter. Rest in peace, Twitter. Um, and I'll let you guys go. We'll see you in another two weeks with Captain Marvel. Yes. Bye. See. You.